Um, I think it's just, you know, execution on all parts. You know, I think the O-line did a great job protecting today. Um, I told them that multiple times. Um, the receivers did a great job with scramble drill, um, just running the right routes uh, at the right depth and stuff like that. So, again, just, you know, protection-wise, running the football, and, and, you know, just that'll open everything up with play action and, you know, uh, our, our boot plays. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000, that's your QB number one. Justin Fields, we're all excited here. We're pumping everybody up. Super Bowl, here we come. Well, we do have a Twitter poll. Uh, Super Bowl, I'm not <laughs> nice so segue, sure. segue, pal. Yeah, uh, we do have a Twitter poll given the uh, different uh, teams in town currently, and, and I've just been reprimanded, rightfully so. Yeah, I'd yeah, I heard too. that. I heard that. You yeah. got in trouble. Yeah, and, and you know, it's true, um, and, and I plead guilty, Your Honor. Um, so, which team uh, in in town will make the playoffs next? Will it be uh, the Bears, the Blackhawks, the Cubs, or the White Sox? Now, technically, next is correct because, yeah, you know, we do have a team in the playoffs right now. It just doesn't yes, happen and, to be one of those, right? And and so so you're right. I don't have to plead guilty because I didn't say championship. I said which team will be in the make the playoffs next? next right? Next. The sky. God bless the sky. They're not falling. Yeah. They're doing just fine. They rebounded in their opening series and, yep. and are now moving on, right? And mm-hmm. they are they are a championship a quality team in this town. So I didn't mean to ignore them, but I'm talking about the teams who are currently admitting to a rebuild or maybe not living up to expectations. So, well, I'll tell, you, I, I, I'll tell you something. You really got yourself out of that in the moment. I appreciate yeah, thank that. You. That was thank very you. good work. Thinking on my yeah. feet. Yeah. You opened the door. Thank no, you. I, you're welcome. I got the yeah. assist. You got the yeah, goal, but I got that, the assist. Yeah, um, thank you, for, because I was feeling guilty right to the point where you said, no, they're in the playoffs. So congratulations to the sky. Jay Cantu yes. said that his girlfriend texted him, like, why isn't the sky a choice on there? Because, as it says, next. who will next make the playoffs? Because Ryan Poles tells you it's going to take some time. Um, on, uh, the Blackhawks will tell you, Kyle Davidson will tell you, don't ask me for a timeline, but it's not next year. I mean, he's being very transparent. Right, right. Right. Chad says, don't call it a rebuild. And and, and the you, Sox are in total denial. Oh, good Lord. That's and, the worst and, situation. And, wait, and, wait, wait. We can still celebrate. We still have reasons to maybe get to a point of where we're celebrating. Total yes. denial. Well, we'll get to the White Sox, unfortunately, before we get out of here. But uh, Sully, our, our, our buddy Paul Sullivan, wrote into uh, in the Tribune today, uh, the bizarro baseball world, um, that... And you've called me on this because I, you know, the Cubs were on the pay no mind list to me. I, I couldn't even sit and watch three innings, let alone three hours of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Early on this season. Mm-hmm. And of late, I've been watching more Cub games and actually complete Cub games because guys like Morrell and, and, you know, Reyes and, uh, and certainly, uh, Madrigal and Horner. I mean, it's starting to look a little bit better and there's some reason for optimism. And Paul, as Sully wrote, you know, it's a bizarre world because of what the White Sox haven't done this year and what the expectations were. And there were no expectations for the Cubs. And now it seems like people on the north side are more optimistic about their future in the immediate and long term than people on the south side. Is that is that legit? Because yeah, yeah, I'm feeling is. better about it on the north side, and I can't imagine anyone's feeling good no, about no, it. No, no. You know what? Look, look. Uh, expectations the weight of expectations can really mess with people now i'm not i am not giving the south side an excuse but let's let's look at this right 
The Cubs had no expectations. They had nothing but youth. They were supposed to make some trades. Probably the asking price was too high on uh, people we've mentioned before, Hap and Contreras. So they're just rolling. No expectations. Let's go have fun. They have a lot of youth down there, and uh, there you go. On the south side, they gave themselves expectations that they can't possibly live up to for some reason, even though we thought the talent was there. From top to bottom, everybody's crumbling under the weight of expectations. So... I mean, I'm almost to the point of maybe buying marquees so I can watch some good baseball. And the sky's on car, uh, marquee now, too. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, uh, they, they are in the playoffs right yeah, now. Uh, yes. but, I mean, Congratulations, it, Sky. You know, the, the, the thing on the, on the north side, I, I, I don't know that you know, Tom Ricketts wrote a letter to, to season ticket holders said they're going to be uh, active in the offseason. We'll you know, I'm a wait-and-see guy now with this. I don't know. But I told you before, I'm not giving you Keegan Thompson or Justin Steele for anyone like Michael Kopech. Marcus Stroman went healthy, you know, but for a hiccup here or there, has looked pretty good. Um, you know, if they go out and get a Carlos Rodon, that immediately looks better in the rotation. They've got mm-hmm. some other young arms. The bullpen arms uh, that, you know, they traded away their top four or five guys in the bullpen at the deadline, and some of these guys have just stepped up and, and stepped in and stepped up. So, I'm not saying that I think they're going to win the division, but they could win a wild card before. It, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the White Sox aren't going to be a postseason team because I, 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 you know, said they were deceased three or four weeks ago, and I'm not backpedaling on that, um, Lewis Riddick. Um, but, but the point is, you're going to no wild card teams coming out of this division this year, and I, I would, I would in the American League Central. Right, no. you have to win the division to be a playoff team this year. Yep, yep. And I, I will argue that's probably the same next year because it's not a very good division. And Cleveland, we've talked about it, among the lowest payrolls, you know, uh, maybe second or third lowest payroll in all Major League Baseball, the youngest roster in all Major League Baseball. And by the way, percentages they're gonna they're gonna win this division as we sit here today. But beyond that, even with the extra wild card uh, slots available. There are other, you know, the other divisions have better teams. And so you're going to have to win the division next year, I think, to be a playoff team. Yeah, it's it's so beyond frustrating. And I know that you had called them dead a few weeks ago. Bring out your dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bring dead out yet. your dead. I, oh, yes, you are. You know, um, I'm getting better. And, and, no, I, guess, and I guess I was, uh, I heard you, but I wasn't feeling it. Like sometimes yeah. you hear it. And you, you get it, but you don't actually feel it in your gut. The Diamondbacks have brought that feeling to me now. And, and like I, said, I'm beyond. I am beyond. I am beyond throwing my hands up in the air. I'm just beyond all of it. I'm you just, mentioned yesterday the Sox were underdogs at home against the Diamondbacks. Oh, the Diamondbacks! And I, you know, I couldn't believe it for a second, and then I saw the result. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's not a good look. Uh, no. But the reason I, I, I you know toe-tagged them and gave them the uh, last rights three weeks ago or whatever it was. That's the old sports writer in me, okay? I've been around baseball teams in particular. And yeah, that's more of the sports writer than the fan talking. And, and you're oh, not, absolutely. you know, the Sox aren't your first team, no, no. But, but, but that's but more was, of a professional was, sports writer talking there. Right, yeah. because once you're around it, you start getting a feel. Like any big guy worth, or woman is worth his or her salt knows when it's time to go talk to the GM, Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter. Go talk to, to Tony after the game. 
you need to go talk to Rick Hahn the, that night or the next day or whatever, whatever team you're covering, right? When the team is doing or not doing what it's supposed to be doing, you don't want to hear the same pablum coming from the same people. You know when you have to go up to the next pay grade. Right, to get something you could actually use that you haven't heard before. Right, right. Well, because the fans demand it. It's yes. like, okay, you know, yes. I'm, I'm done with that guy. And everyone's been done with TLR pretty much since they announced him. But it's like at some point you just have to say, okay, you're the manager in general, general manager. You know, what do you make of this? And how is it going to get better? I, I mean, I go back to the day that um, Scott Skiles got fired Christmas Eve day up at Birdo when I was covering the Bulls. And I told the story. I mean, uh, I, one of the cameramen in town um, came into the press room. He said, I think I just saw Scott Skiles with a brief, briefcase get in his car and leave, which was odd because the team was on the practice floor at the time. And sure enough, Scott Skiles had just gotten in the car with his briefcase and left because he'd just been fired. And the question came to Scott, the, the Bulls were in a tailspin, and Jerry Reinsdorf and John Paxson were in the office, and they you know, call him up there, and they asked him the question, you know, how are you going to turn this thing around? And basically Scott said, I'm not so sure I can. And at that point, the conversation switched to, you know, how much money do we owe you? And, you know, how right, you owe? right. So, I mean, it, it, that's the point when you're around a team and it's going south and expectations were X and they're doing Y or not doing or why are they doing what they're doing? You just know and you get a sense that all that lip service about, well, we just got to keep grinding and the hitting's contagious. And, when it, and then one guy starts hitting, everyone's going to start hitting and the home runs are going to come and blah, blah, blah. You get a sense when that's just lip service. And, you know, guys might believe it to a degree, but the important guys weren't believing that at that point with the South Side, with the White Sox, right? It was, you know, Gavin Sheets was talking about it when he was scuffling. And Jose Breu always talks about it. He talked about it again yesterday, how you have to believe. Yep. But not enough of the other guys not only weren't talking about it, but they certainly weren't doing it. Hey, and uh, Tony LaRusso, if you haven't noticed, has changed his tune a little bit, saying, okay, uh, if you want to call us lousy, we're lousy. The yeah. fans deserve better. You know, so we're starting to see a different tone from Tony. It's not what we want to hear. We want to hear, we got to get this back on. We got to hold guys accountable. We want to hear all of that type of stuff. And uh, the you know the tone has changed a little bit, but this Diamondback series, boy, this has been oh. a knife in the heart for me personally. Um, it, you know, we let let's clear this call before we go to break. Sure. Here, we've got uh, Matt. He's been sitting around in uh, Streamwood. He wants to talk about uh, the Bears going back to what uh, Courtney was talking about. Hey, Matt, you're on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Hanley. Hey, Xander Hanley, thanks for taking my phone call. Yep, I heard. Courtney Cronin, did she say that Kendall Vildor is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bears? I mean, I, I know Abdallah and Black had some guy from Pro Football Focus a couple weeks ago saying that he allowed 70% completion rate. So what opposing quarterback is not going to go anywhere but where Kendall Vildor is at because most likely he's out of pocket, out of scheme. He's not in the right defensive, you know, he's not in the right position. He's not going for the ball. If Like, what does Iberfus and and uh, Alan Williams seeing Kendall Vildor that warrants him to be a starting quarterback for us. We, we should demand better. There's nothing that he's done that, that, that allows him, that should allow him to be the starting. Is it just because he's healthy and he's the only one available? Well, well that's that might, I think, that might I think, be it right now. Yeah, I think that that's what Courtney was getting at. Yeah, it's thanks, like, Matt. okay, if not uh, uh, Vildor, who? But then she said, and 
also that come Tuesday, that's a position you can upgrade. Yep. And Mark and I were talking about that before Courtney joined us, that playoff teams aren't really scouring the, the waiver wire to, to find an upgrade. That's right. For a but playoff. The, their discards could be an our good here. fortune. Right. I mean, at, you know, offensive line, cornerback, you could find somebody who's better than what you have right now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that that find is going to be here when you're ready to win. But if it helps you move along the rebuild and, and on the offensive line, protect your franchise quarterback, hopefully he is that, that you will find those guys because that, that's where you are in the NFL world, right? You, there, you can upgrade pretty much anywhere, right? Yep. And, and the elite teams don't, you know, one, everyone's picked over the waiver wire by the time you get to the, the top five. And she had mentioned teams. we have seventh. We're seventh right, in line. Right, right. So, you year, know, depending yeah. on who's left out there, that could be an upgrade somehow, right. some way. And yeah, we she, hopefully... she wasn't saying that the Vildor's the answer to anything. No, no, it's just that's kind of what it looks like right now, but we're not playing today. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Brian, when we come back, there was a uh, an anniversary yesterday that was pretty big in music. I want to bring that up and uh, kind of uh, uh, bring back the Xander Rock Pole. Used to do that all the time with Freddie, and we're going to do that when we come back here and uh, take your calls. So we'll, we'll talk baseball. We'll talk Bears. What we'll talk Sky. I th- yeah okay yeah well okay yeah uh, uh, congratulations Sky. By the way, three one two three three two three seven seven six. What streamers? We'll have those streamers. Next yeah, the weekend. streamers are for the sky, not the bears. Right. Come That's on, exactly right. uh, we'll be right back here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome in ESPN 1000. We're in the old National Bank studio. Xander and Hanley. It is not the end of summer. I can't stand when people say that around my birthday. Summer ends September 21st, Brian. Oh, okay. Okay. Happy birthday on the 21st, son. No, 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 no. Mine's in a few days, but the point is around this time people go, oh, wait a minute. Labor Day is coming. End of summer. I hate that. It's not well, the end of summer. Look at the calendar. Okay, well, first I mean, of all, let's get that out of the way. A certain generation, which I'd be part of, and I believe you're not far from, we used to go back to school immediately after Labor Day. Right? Yes. Yes. So now they they go back like the last week of July. I, I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> it's not that early, but yes, I, I know I mean, what you're it, saying. It's well into August, and you're right. My birthday is uh, Tuesday. The the school always started, but I hated my birthday because it always meant the start of a new school year. Right. It's like the yeah. Sunday scaries, they call it, right? When people work nine to five during the week and, oh, oh Sunday you start getting that pit in your stomach like, oh, I got to go back to work. Do, mor- do morning, you probably have, do morning drive. The Sunday oh, scaries times ten, on steroids. Oh, believe me, I, I have. I have. And I know yeah. that. And, and you you start getting it like at noon yeah, on Sunday. You guys are getting up at quarter to two right and you're at, at some of us at the office by three uh-huh. for a 5 a.m show yeah um and you're like oh my god where'd the weekend go now right. the good part about doing morning drive was that you're done by you're out the door by 10 a.m usually yes. right yes we, we would go over to the d4 and and you know wait for them to open up it'd be as we'd be standing outside hey can we get a guinness <laughs> we'd go over to the goat come on what's it's, what's taking you so long you know exactly. we're gonna be here yeah, you open know, up early. Hey, on the, on the southwest side, uh, back in the day, way before my radio career, I was unloading trucks, 
and I do the midnight shift, and you go right to a bar right there on 95th Street in Oak Lawn and have yourself a beer at about oh, 5 sure. in the morning. Absolutely. The goat, we'd go to the goat immediately, and, yep. and you know, we weren't the only ones in there drinking, I guarantee you, because between the Tribune and the Sun-Times buildings being on either side of the goat. Oh, yeah. That place was busy. Always. Always busy. So anyway, the whole summer thing, I'm I'm driving in and I probably heard a commercial about the end of summer, which, uh, again, as you know, makes me crazy. And I thought, what what a great summer it has been to date, because this is the first year in a few years that we've had a full slate of concerts because of the pandemic. Right. We've had some cancellations because. Band members would get sick or whatever, and they'd have to drop off of tours or whatever. But that happens. There has been nothing that uh, that I can remember this summer concert season, spring and summer, that has been canceled because of pandemic reasons. So I was thinking about it, and, you know, there are different ways to enjoy a concert. And uh, bringing back the Xander Rock poll at the ESPN 1000, today's is, what is your concert style? Uh, and I have a feeling I know your, yours, Brian, but uh, pick one of these three. On a blanket at Ravinia, doing the wine and cheese thing. That's like a cap thing, right? Yeah. A mosh pit at the Aragon. No. It's smelly, stinky. Yes. And uh, seats at an amphitheater like down in Tinley Park. Yeah, you want to sit down, you want to see a show, or you want to stand up. I'll tell you something. I'm a, I've seen everybody from Iron Maiden to Steely Dan and everything in between. And when I went to see Steely Dan, everybody sat down the whole time. And it was like, wait a minute. I get that you're not standing up and rocking out to, I don't know, a song like uh, Reeling in the Years, but everybody collectively. So when that happens, even if you want to stand up, you don't do it (laughs) because you're the idiot. People start yelling at you. You're the idiot. So everybody sat down and that was a little weird. But uh, so I was thinking about what is... Is there What's a everybody's choice? favorite? No, no. You know what? I mean, I, I think that kind of covers it. I mean, well, in, in, because in, I'm, I'm yeah. I, so I'm, or I'm not the mosh pit choice? guy. I, I, I know, I know. I would love um, to see you in a mosh pit. Now I've been in the you know you know, this will shock the hell out of you. I've been in the pit for Springsteen, which is standing right right in front of the stage. Right, but there's no moshing. Nobody is crowd surfing. No, well, no. He's he's crowd surfing. Um, he still does it to this day, by the way. Um, you know, and, and it takes more people because everyone's older to hold them up. <laughs> right. But, but I would say I'm I'm none of those. But I'm the smaller venue guy, and, and I, I actually prefer to stand some at some concerts because if people are talking, you know, you, you happen to have a bad section of people who aren't even paying attention to the show. If you're in, in a standing area, you can just simply move, right? If you're right. if you you can't even hear the music because. You know, somebody's yapping. Sure, about you could, right, right. And yeah, and if end. you're standing, you certainly can, in a measured way, move up closer when right. the opportunity arises. Somebody goes to use the bathroom. Oh, that's my spot. Yeah. Sorry, snooze you lose. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I, I, I'm just more of the the smaller, like Park West Chicago theater guy. I it would take me take a lot for me to go to to an amphitheater, or even to the United Center these days, just because of the scale of it and. You know, so I, 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 I'm much more on the lookout for shows I want to see in a much more manageable facility. Right, right, and and obviously, and and if you want to join in here, ESPN 1000 on Twitter, on a blanket at Ravinia, Iron Maiden isn't playing there. So this kind of aligns with genres of music. A mosh right. pit at the Aragon, you know, a Bruce is not playing the Aragon. 
And I know that he did years ago. Yeah, and the Uptown. Yeah, but but you know what? They're probably not moshing, and and I've never really done the mosh pit thing, but I've been close enough in shows where the crowd surfers they come over, and then all of a sudden they're kicking you in the head and all this <laughs> stuff, and it's like I real I, I I was there with my wife. You're we were going to see. Years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were going to. I was at a festival. I was running stations out in Rockford, up in Wisconsin, at a big multi-day festival. And there's a, uh, a band I'm a big fan of, Hard Rock, Avenged Sevenfold. I'm up there watching them. And I realized I was doing what, what you might do at uh, the Park West, right? Somebody, snoo- you know, they go to the bathroom, you move up, you move up. All of a sudden, I realized I was too close when I was getting kicked in the head repeatedly by crowd surfers going ba- by left and right. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that, too close, yeah. too close, <laughs> too close, warning, too close. Yeah. Had to get, uh, had to get out of there. But I, as the summer is just kind of progressing, I want to get a feel for what people enjoy their concert experiences. And as I was driving and thinking about this, it's like, wait a minute. Yesterday was the very, very unfortunate anniversary of Stevie Ray Vaughan's passing at Alpine oh, Valley. Sure and I was there the day him. before. I saw him the day before. Mm. And that and who was, missed, was it his brother missed the helicopter. He was going to get on the helicopter. Uh, it was uh, Eric Clapton was there. Yeah, uh, Clapton's right. entourage, uh, members of Clapton's entourage was uh, was there. Robert Cray was there. Um, uh, uh, Buddy Guy yeah, was there. I remember someone yeah, said that. Yeah, I can't work. remember. I, I think yeah. uh, it was uh, it probably was Clapton. Um, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, his brother. Jimmy Lee was uh, was there too. Um, I've heard several stories of near misses of who might have get on, or was going to get on the helicopter or whatever, and the, and this is all designed to get somebody you know downtown because he was staying downtown here. Yeah, most of the bands you know people yeah. they'll, they'll, they might do shows up there. They like, but it's the helicopter, stay, easy helicopter. Well, that's what they would, uh, yeah, I mean, that's they what would stay in, would hope. they would stay in Chicago mm-hmm. even if they're doing a show in Cleveland or you know whatever they would make a home base here for a week because it's Chicago. Yeah, if they're doing the, the Midwest, right, right. And certainly yeah. um, certainly uh, East Troy, Wisconsin is a quick helicopter ride, but uh, that was a, a tragic, tragic night. And having seen him the day before, I was at the 25th Saturday night show. After Sunday night show is when it was about one in the morning, they got on the helicopter and Stevie again, last minute, was like, you know what? Uh, somebody said, do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, l- let me jump on. Yeah, He wasn't supposed to be on that. And I'm telling you something. I saw him at the old Holiday Star Theater, which they have uh, wrecked now in Northwest sure. Indiana. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. I saw him at a show there. I, I I saw my version of Jimi Hendrix. He wow. was he was he that great. he was that good. I'm glad I saw him twice. And uh, just just uh, you know just thinking about that this morning it was like every year around this time i kind of relive that because having seen him the day before it was uh quite traumatic okay so this is a stupid question but i haven't seen any ad or heard any advertisements for concerts at alpine valley and i haven't been there for literally 40 years you know it's weird uh, over the past few years now two years ago i saw the who there they were with a symphony but they're not doing a lot of advertising and there have been some shows here and there uh, when I saw The Who there, I think it was, well, it must have been 20. And, and it was in a pocket of time where they loosened the restrictions for the pandemic. But, um, or maybe it was 19. I can't remember. But. K-19. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another Steely Dan song. So, 
seeing them at Alpine Valley, that was the first time I had been back. But you're right. They haven't done a lot of shows. They've done select stuff. But used to hear the advertisements all the time. I don't know. Maybe they're advertising more in Milwaukee radio. But uh, it's not as busy as it used to be. And I don't get it because the place is still very viable. Yeah. I never went skiing there either. But that's just me. I did. I did as well. Bunny Hill. Yeah. And, and then maybe the, uh, you know, the intermediate or beginner hill beyond that. Yeah, it's uh, it would it, it would take a lot for me to to do an outdoor shed concert. Uh, and someone at I this point, talk, okay, I was talking to someone the other day, and they they, they the new Salt Shack, yeah, it's opened up uh, off the Kennedy. Yeah, we talked about salt. that a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I mean that, and, and yeah, I know the neighbors aren't really thrilled about having it there, but um, she was saying it was really enjoyable, and it, I'd be just curious to to go see something there, just to see the new venue. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna end up checking it out. I just gotta, uh, yeah, you know, align it with something that I'm interested in seeing. But uh, I've heard good reviews as well. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're gonna talk about the White Sox. Brian, you said that they were dead weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I believe you now, officially. We'll talk about that. Take your phone calls here on ESPN 1000 next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your nine puts. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. Isn't there something you can do? I feel happy. I feel happy. Well, the guy refusing to go on the carp because he said he's not dead, he's playing the part of the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> because they keep and, saying we're not dead. We're yes. not dead. We're and, good. we got yes. 35 and that's games the show. left. Yeah. yeah. 312-332-3776. You said it a few weeks ago. The sports writer in you called it. The fans say, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm one of those that, you know, I heard what you were saying. I got it, but I just... Uh, denial, hopeful, I don't know. But you know what? This Diamondback series has just broken my back. Uh, you know, they, they won five in a row. So far. They won five in a row after the, the leadership council talked to the rest of the team. And now they're two and eight in their last ten. And Again, it, didn't stick. No, it didn't stick. Every, t- and, every time we have, uh, you know, two, three game winning streak, it just doesn't stick. Nothing sticks. We get players back from IL. Then they get hurt again. F- fragile. Uh, Mankata, he, uh, I'm looking at this now. Mankata's on the 10 day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leori Garcia's back. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Lancelin, he's on bereavement list. He'll be back. Bummer, early September. Uh, Yama- Mankata, TBD. Grandal's supposed to come back on Wednesday. So what? 
What has he done? Unless he's right. going to come back as the guy we saw three years ago, well, what difference is that going to make? He's coming back next year to the tune of $18 million. I, I, uh, Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Kopech, uh, early September, he'll be back. Um, let's see, we got uh, Tim Anderson. It just says September. That's a long month, probably toward the end. And a Mendick TBD, and obviously Crochet out for the season. So, you know, we should be able to win against the Diamondbacks, even with all those people out. But we're not. We're not at all. So what's up with that? That's been the problem from the beginning. That has been the problem from the beginning. And uh, Larry wants to jump on because, uh, I don't know, he wants to talk about the coach. Hey, Larry, you're on the south side. You're in yeah, uh, here I with us. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I mean, he would be the Hall of Fame coach. I know that everybody knows the White Sox got the softest team in MLB, right? Pretty much. Um, when you got... Lance Lynn Hostman pitching on bereavement, right? That's what it was? Yeah. Okay. Did he ever know about, like, a bullpen game? Like a bullpen? You know, start a bullpen game? You know, get six innings out of, like, maybe start Lambert or Lopez and hmm. let both of them. I mean, you start this rookie pitcher with a rookie catcher who obviously it showed itself in the first, the second inning, right? Yeah, first he had the lead inning. in the first inning, yeah. Yeah, you, you anytime you get a three run homer from White Side, you got you got to lock that game up, right? Yeah, yeah you do you absolutely Amen. because it's a uh, few and far between, right? Exactly, and then all of a sudden you just get a rat back the next inning. I mean, what kind of managing is that? You see, you got some guy in there who you just had a bullpen up ready to go. You got to protect that lead. There's not many games left. And right now, I don't know. If this is this is it. That was it to me. That kind of like told the whole story. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Larry. This uh, this series so far has broken my back as a Sox fan. Now, Cease is on the mound today. The White Sox are um, uh, favored. Yesterday, they were underdogs, believe it or not. But that was their ace. But still, it's the Diamondbacks. You know, so many problems, and nothing is getting better. Nothing is getting better. So, uh, thank you, Larry. I have officially declared them dead myself. Well, now, Brian, you were ahead of uh, ahead of it, but the fan in me, my back is broken. That's it. I'm done. I have to watch them because this is what I do for a living. But I don't want to anymore. Well, and look, they're a game under 500, 63 and sixty four. Cleveland went ahead and won. They're five back. They're two back in Minnesota. And guess who we're going to play? Uh, we have the day off mercifully on Monday. Guess who we're go- going to play on Tuesday, starting a series? Well, they, they the lose Royals. the Royals. Yeah. Who have they, killed us. Yeah. Yeah. See Michael Kopech's game um, last week. And they lose the first game of series. We know that. That's and well, uh, now do. apparently it's the second game. Maybe this is the beginning of a trend. Yeah. Um, uh Here's the the numbers. You want the numbers? I loved. I was reading Paul Sullivan's column today about the bizarro baseball world that where optimism <laughs> reigns on the north side and south side. No one knows. You Oppo, know. just Oppo. Yeah, yeah. that the, the uh, Seinfeld episode, the opposite. Uh, uh, so the Sox have morphed into a singles hitting machine. He writes, emulating the career of hitting coach Frank Mancino, a scrappy player with a lifetime slugging percentage of three eighty three over seven seasons. Coincidentally, what qualifies you to be a hitting coach? Well, it gets better. Coincidentally, the Sox team slugging percentage entering Saturday was 384. Now, see 383 for his career. See team 384. That's baseball symmetry. Well, now is now we don't like the result, but is that effective coaching on his part? Even though we, it's ineffective <laughs> as far as translating roster. to win, but he he's, he's turned everybody into him. 
Hey, look at that. He had a career <laughs> slugging percentage of 383. The team slugging percentage going into yesterday, 384. I mean, you couldn't, you can't make this stuff no, up. No, no. That is so I, I did not know that. That is that the is, shocking statistic of the day for me. That is, I mean, and, you know, God bless Frank. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't know. Um, Again, but, who cares? But he's, if, if, he's, sure he's, nice if he's the beginning and ending of, of changes going into next season, then, again, that that's the David Ross double bird to the fan base. And, and the Sox fans are playing the role of Jock Peterson. Now, you saw the sign yesterday, right? It was on TV. Yeah. Sell the team. It was yeah. a big sign. Sell the team at I guaranteed rate. I got news on that that I can't say, but you, oh, you wouldn't well, like then it. Why did you do that? Man, because you just wouldn't like it. And I, I, I swore in a secrecy. Um, now, we, now, this has nothing to do with what we talked about yesterday, the way the uh, ownership of the White Sox works and Reinsdorf being a 19% owner, but being kind of the guy who everybody's like, Jerry, you do you. The rest of the owners, you do you. Yeah, yeah you. Because, again, 19. I was trying to do the math on that when I was out walking yesterday. They bought the team for nineteen million in nineteen eighty. You do math and try to walk at the same well, time. Well, I was doing it in my head. I, uh, oh, so okay. if if you owned one percent of the nineteen million when they when Jerry and Eddie bought it in nineteen eighty one, and it's worth according to Forbes one point seven six billion right now, which is low if, for uh, compared to other teams, but it's high when that's you, all you spend on it. If you spent, I mean, if you had good lord, I mean, you had the wherewithal to, to pony up one percent of nineteen million, life's been pretty good for you. I get it. What is return on that? I mean, what does that check look like if they sell for two billion? Any, you know, in the next uh, how many years? Um, and they probably sell north of that because it's a team in Chicago, even though they don't own the stadium. Right. But uh, I mean, what a return if to to get in on the ground floor of that thing! Wow. Um, I couldn't come up. I, I didn't take the calculator out. I was going to say, what what's the answer? Yeah, uh, I'll do just, it during the break. It, um, it's a lot. Let's yeah. just say that it's a now, lot. Base, baseballreference.com did do the math on, on their playoff probability. And when Sully wrote the column yesterday, and I looked at it yesterday morning, we didn't get to it um, during the show yesterday, they were a 20%, 20.7% chance of being a playoff team. Your Chicago White Sox. We're not down to the teams yet. Yes, you are now. In one day, they <laughs> okay. dropped 7%. Oh my! One day, see, see, it's 13, not just me. This broke my back. It broke a, the whole percentage thing. Thirteen point seven percent chance wow. to be a playoff team. You have a nine point five percent chance of winning the division, and wild card is off the table because no one's going to be a wild card team. It's four point two percent. But wow. that's awful. Uh, Cleveland is now up to seventy eight point two percent to be a playoff team and seventy five point four percent to win the division. And Minnesota is in hovering uh, not much better than the White Sox at 20.8% to be a, a playoff team, 15.1% to win the division. It's Cleveland's division to lose right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they, they sit five on top. I told of you, the, they scared me more than the Twins. Yes, look you, look what that. they're doing. Yeah, where, does, and, and, where does Baltimore and, sit at in that? Um, I can look it up for you. But Minnesota, you know, the team you have to get past before you get to Cleveland, um, you know, I, even if you do. And we're going to play like, them soon. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to, to close in on, on that exactly. Um, your Baltimore Orioles right now are a 53.8% chance of being a probable chance of being a, a playoff team. But it's 
to win the wild card, right? So that's how they're getting. I'll tell you something. If, uh, well, the likelihood of the Sox not doing anything, being a baseball fan, I'm going to have to latch on to somebody. I'll latch on to the Orioles because, boy, that team excites the hell out of me when I watch them. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're energized. They're a young team. They're a yeah. hungry team, just like Cleveland, right? No, I mean, no, and again, no pressure. Nothing to lose. Let's just go play. Let's have fun. Yep. Yeah. It's a different brand of ball than what you've been seeing on the south so side. So jealous. That's what I was talking to uh, Tyler and overhearing him, too, during the break of the golf show this morning. And, you know, they were talking about if the White Sox had the heart of the Orioles, where would this team be at right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine, but I can't imagine. But you're right. Like you said, Xander, that Orioles team, especially when you're on the other side of it, that other night where you're so close and you have the ball right in your hand and it falls out or you drop it. And you say, "Okay, it's time. Let's do this. Next pitch. Yep. How fun is that? Right. I know. I know. So jealous. Two things. A tip of the cap to Tyler Aki and Barry Cronin for a great uh, uh, debut season of the golf show yeah. here on ESPN yeah. 1000. Terrific stuff. And but the other part is, you know, Cleveland's the same way. They, they you know, they feel they have a little chip on their shoulder too. They, they're like, you know, no one's basically giving them any credit. Right. And they not, they, not a lot of pressure. Again, not a lot of pressure. And well, uh, other pressure is because they're on top of the division. Well, now there been. is, but there wasn't in the, uh, out of the beginning. Nobody picked them to do anything. Right. But, but, but they're like, you know, hey, we're taking no prisoners. And you know why? It's a young, hungry team. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fighting for something. No one's got overpaid contracts, Joan Mankata, Grandal. Uh, I mean, no one's sitting there going, well, I got mine. I mean, I, you know, hopefully I'll be better. But, you know, when Mankata's at, back down in the 190s for batting average, if you like old school stats, I mean, it's just, it doesn't. Why would you think that's going to change appreciably next year or in the next the couple of years that he's here for? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Phil is on the line. He's going to touch some bears, touch upon the White Sox. We'll do that when we come back here on ESPN One Thousand. Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000, your home for Chicago White Sox baseball pregame with Deion Miller at 1230. Connor and DJ on the call. First pitch, 110. Our saving grace today, Dylan Cease on the mound. Will the offense support versus Zach Davies, who is 2-4 this year? Dylan's 12-6. A couple of uh, eh, rough starts recently for Dylan. You know, based on what he's done otherwise. Sure, spoiled us, yeah. But, but I've got to tell you, Brian, um, during the break, talking to Jake Cantu here. I don't think I've verbalized this, but um, this season has gone so much worse than I could have ever possibly imagined. And I think I'm just admitting that now because we were sold on the talent by seeing the talent do better and by Rick Hahn. In Rick Hahn, we trust. We were told that this was going to be so much better. And I cannot, to date, imagine this being any worse. I mean, there have been things that have, I couldn't even imagine happened this year no if you were writing a hollywood script they were like, it, you know, it would we, be hard we, pressed to come up with this script well you'd be like no we can't do that no one would believe <laughs> right, the right. intentional walk on one and two you know no we're, we're doing a baseball movie here let's try again um but uh, you know i'm with you it, it would have been almost better if they just fell on their face in the first month and were out of it instead of this up two games, two games over 500, you know, well, one game over 500, over in second place now. Oh, there's a five-game win streak. 
to I mean this this just you know death by a thousand cuts right right, I mean, right. it's like it's like that big band aid that you want to pull off you pull off a little corner oh, then put it back yeah. on and you just yeah. delay the pain yeah. you just delay the obvious right it's just this is the worst of all worlds to be in because it's not a great division as much as we just sang the praises of Cleveland it it's probably the least talented division in all baseball arguably and yet you just you can't every time oh what they're turning the corner oh what they, and then think back. about this right okay so fall flat on our face we have to make adjustments on the team this team has played down to a point to where these players we thought were gold what are they worth now Nothing. even if we can do something with them you, you can't i mean you gotta you know Find, find 20 million reasons to love Johan Mankata because that's what he's going to be making next year. You're stuck with him unless you pay 90% of that to move him, which, you know, is, is you know, Jerry's still smarting over the Dallas Keuchel money he told him, you know, had he, while he walked away. Um, it, it's, I, I, you know, it's beyond me. It really is. But that's the, that's the, the season they've given you and that everyone's been tortured through to this point. Right. Uh, Phil's on the line from Schaumburg, wants to jump in. Talk Bears and Sox here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Phil? Yeah, I'd uh, like to know, going back to Tressman. Um, oh, boy, I, going I, back to Tressman. All right. Yeah, we're going back there. Uh, uh, I know I missed the first half last night, and everything seemed to be great, and you're talking about how good their team and looked structure-wise and all that. But you go back to Tressman and all the coaches, at the end of year one, how did everybody feel about the job they were doing and what was our attitude it seemed like I thought we were doing pretty good and that we were pretty happy, and then it all went to beans. Well, um, you're right, because they had coach of the year. They had executive of the year. Sure. Um, it was all based on the offense wasn't all that. It was 38, I think it was 38 takeaways from the defense at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, Vic Fangio, uh, his defense carried that team into the postseason, right? So that... I mean, if you can take the ball away and give your offense as mediocre as it might have been at that point, um, opportunities on a short field, and they can you know put some points on the board. And then when they weren't taking the ball away, they weren't they were being shut out in first halves pretty much on a weekly basis, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, is that basically a warning to say, hey, we're getting excited early. This could go bad. Well, anything could. But what I'm seeing right now is a level of organization, uh, you know, in rhythm to their plays, as we mentioned. Seems like uh, Getsy. I like that he's on the field. I mean, that's a simple little thing, oh, but I brought that up great, to Courtney. I like that he's on the great, field, and, he, and he's taking people, and he's talking to them face-to-face. This stuff where the O.C.'s up and they're not on the field, I never like that. Well, you know what? That that's You, you can make that case when everything's settled and, and when – you know, Justin Fields is a coach on the field, and he's sure, you know, he's, sure. he's developed to the point when you you want to, you know, you want him down there in his ear with the iPad, you know, going over plays. What could you have done? What'd you see on this play? What, you know, why'd you throw there? You want to, you know, lift him up and, and applaud him and, and reinforce the, the correct decisions he's making. I'm with you. That's it, that it's all about relationship building and yes. also development yep. and it's much easier to hands do face on. to face hands yeah. on it's got to be hands on so looking at those things you know it's great i i know that we look we had uh we had a wonderful first year with Nagy, didn't we yep. people are like yeah. wow this is it wow i and i get well take the take the ball away 38 times you yeah. know yeah you, that changes changes your season in a quick hurry yep 
312-332-3776. You know, let's hit break here. We've got uh, Joe and George on the line, wants to talk White Sox. You want to jump on and talk to us about White Sox? We're on Twitch, every day at Twitch, on uh, twitch.tv, ESPN 1000 Chicago. We're back in two to take your phone calls, and uh, we're wrapping things up at 1230 here on ESPN 1000.